On Spotlight today on KRWC, it's our third Wednesday of the month. We reserve that for our ongoing discussions with Rank County Commissioners. And uh, in studio with us for the first uh, commissioner visit uh, on site for quite some time, uh, Christine Hewson, Rank County Commissioner from the uh, Buffalo area, is in to visit with us here this morning. I was uh, telling Chris earlier that uh, we just, on July 1st, uh, began offering uh, guests the option to come back in. We've had a few takers, some still on the phone, but uh, Chris is here in person. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, yeah, great to be back. It's, you know, it was fine on our phone interviews in the past here, but this is this is much better. Well, you know, it's always, uh, I think, a little more uh, insightful. It's hard to tell, you know, unless you're doing Zoom or something like that, and even that has its limitations, but it's hard to get the uh, um, kind of the the feel of the the person that's uh, here and what their uh, context is on whatever they're talking about. So very true. I agree completely. You don't have the same. You don't have the same engagement. Yeah. Well, we've had uh, a lot going on here in the last few months since we last talked. We talked with some of the other commissioners about it, but I guess. Uh, First and foremost is that uh, American Rescue Plan. Yeah, so, you know, kind of before I get into some of those things, I want to congratulate KRWC for 50 years. It's really special. I, I graduated in 1971 and went off to college, but when I come back to visit my grandparents, um, they would be sitting in the kitchen with their neighbors, and they'd be listening to 1360, and it seems like back then the Buffalo locals were on, and they would talk about who visited who and you know some of the kind of personal information that was going on it was it was fun and um you know now I love listening to KRWC myself but um yeah for county business the county board as you've been following for years has uh, made some very major decisions and some of it was to take care of our department space needs so that we can provide services for our growing county and you know many of our services of course are mandated by the state and federal governments but also to increase efficiencies for our residents we've also worked on better financial modeling and forecasting so we can maintain a more stable um, tax rate to keep our our taxes more level and kind of avoid the ups and the downs that we've seen in the past in some ways, it kind of seems like we've been we've been pushing some pretty heavy lows up the hill, and you know we've gotten we've gotten to the top of the hill in some of those now, and we're on the downhill slide, and it's almost snowballing with you know how fast things are happening, and we've uh, <laughs> we we'd like to pull it back a little bit, but it's it's really involved a lot of extra meetings, and then we throw in the American Rescue Act, and that has you know increased our our uh, you know, need to meet and make a lot, a lot of decisions for that. So the American Rescue Act came after, first we had the CARES Act last, um, well, summer into fall, and that, that was a real learning experience and taught us a lot. Then we had the Business Relief Grant, so it's involved a lot of staff time, plus getting some outside help to you know, determine how to navigate this properly. So when we're awarded the $26.8 million for the American Rescue Plan, we have received the $13.4 million. Um, we have until December of 2024 to actually 
obligate the funds, and then we have until December 2026 to actually expend those funds. So we have much more time, unlike the CARES Act, when it felt like we had like two minutes to, to make all these decisions and to um, you know get the, the funds um, designated. But um, so it's it's given us some more time to do some some planning. But if, some, I can, if I can oh, have you back yeah. up just for a second, Chris, listeners might be interested to know, uh, you know, there could easily be some confusion. I think I might have some myself about um, the differences between those original CARES. As I understand it, that was more uh, kind of structured for uh, case-by-case basis for individual businesses, whereas this, if I'm correct, is more of a uh, is it infrastructure kind of things? Yep, and I can kind of co- go through what the eligible yeah. ex- expenses or uses are, but CARES was a little broader than that. It was to help businesses, but it was also to help, um, you know, cities and townships. And, you know, we had lost, we couldn't go after lost revenue for, um, like cities, any government entities, but certainly we could look at lost revenues for for businesses. And we had just a lot of expenses. The county had a lot of expenses. We, we gave um, millions of dollars to our schools because they had to get, you know, the notepads and all that for, yeah. for their students. So, and they were also providing meals for kids they you know drive their buses around to provide meals so there was um, a lot of that going on and this is more specific for um, you know gives us that was really COVID direct expenses it seemed Mm -hmm. you know more directed toward that and this is more infrastructure essentially to help get back on our feet so um, some of the eligible uses is the broadband infrastructure. And initially, we slated $10 million that we we're going to use for that to help, you know, the county that really lacks, <laughs> lacks broadband. Um, but we're, we're gathering more information because the state also has obligated funds to that. So we don't want to duplicate efforts. But this also can be used for water and sewer infrastructure. So we're um, looking at clean water projects and that kind of thing. Also to help maybe our cities with some of their projects and to support the public health response because they've had tremendous expense and you know their, their um, human resources and their financial resources have gone for the vaccine and, that, and getting all people vaccinated and that kind of thing in Wright County. <coughs> also to replace some public sector revenue loss and if there's premium pay for essential workers. So those are some of the eligible expenses. So one of the top priorities really has been um, broadband and we're, um, we actually hired a consultant, Design 9, to, construct, to um, conduct an assessment and the feasibility study of the entire county. And we're asking people to to take the speed test and so we can do some more assessments on that. So we'd like to partner with our townships and you know, funding broadband. And um, so the committee's been working hard on that. They've, they've met a number of times and, and more to come, but you know, that'd be great to go on to our website and look at the 
at the link to do the broadband study. I've taken it, and I fortunately have, you know, pretty pretty good speed, but, yeah. you know, not, not everyone does. Right. So. That's, a lot of times it's uh, in more of the uh, outside of the city areas, the uh, more rural areas that Correct. have the most trouble with it. And it can be very expensive <laughs> for people to hook up to broadband. It might be running, you know, on their road, but actually to bring it up to their house can be very expensive. But, you know, we've also, in addition to that, we've looked at, you know, some um, different education jobs and training that we can um, put money toward and technology support for training of seniors. Um, we also have, with the business and economic relief, the economic development programs and also economic assistance for 4-H. Um, we have some support to schools for some of the social emotional learning resources after school programs and for families um, expand the emergency assistance also we need volunteer recruitment for safe families um, mental health that's been a, a very large need particularly it was it was really brought to the surface more so during COVID when people were were um, isolated and it it really was very harmful for a lot of people so we've got that and we also have some internal county expenses and the water quality and park maintenance and upgrades those are some of the proposed projects so we've got a lot of decisions to make on that yet backing up to um to public health and some of those uh, areas that you mentioned uh, up front there a lot of the expenses that they incurred of course uh, were unbudgeted because there was no way to anticipate this. And so they're kind of scrambling, trying to catch up, too. Exactly. So that's that really had did help us to get some, some funds from the federal government to support that because, you know, every... Every government entity has limited resources, and you, you try to plan for things, but, you know, no one, no one in the world planned for, yeah. you know, COVID-19 for sure. So, yeah, it's, it's been something. There's no subheadings under rainy day fund <laughs> that say COVID, you know. <laughs> there, there is not, yeah. there is not. So, but I, I, you know, I think that, you know, going forward, you know, we recognize that things happen and and we do have you know we do maintain a pretty healthy fund balance but still you know that's hopefully you don't have to really tap into that too much so yeah yep. so what's the the application process or is it more of a um you're taking this on or tackling this with committees and trying to to pinpoint uh outside of broadband you're trying to pinpoint other areas as you say about um some of the some of the needs and some of the best ways to utilize these funds. Correct. Yes, and we've we have had, you know, a lot of entities come forward and make specific requests and those are things that we're all vetting out now. So, um yeah, they can contact the county and you know, if they have if they have requests or they have questions and we can hopefully, you know, take it from there. Yeah. Help them. Very good. Um, we want to jump into uh, some of what's happening with the uh, the buildings and things. There's, boy, you've got uh, some decisions to make there too. <laughs> we sure do. So um, with the we formed the economic development um, authority, so we could market our properties, and that was one of the main reasons, our primary reason for for um, developing that. And 
our um, right now the EDA is taking um, bids or proposals for the um, HHS Center, the Health and Human Services Center, former Promita building, and that is you know in a, a kind of a nice um, retail area or business area. It's zoned um, B3 Highway Commercial. It has an estimated value of approximately 1.5 million. It's expected to be vacated by mid-January when the, all the rest of the departments move out to the government center. And it's um, 33,000 plus square feet, 3.27 acres. Its um, building is slab on grade. It has a steel frame and a steel panel exterior. There are some um, things that need to be changed, but it is a structurally sound building. So whoever buys that property can look at either, you know, tearing it down or, you know, repurposing the building depending mm -hmm. on, on what, what comes forward for them. So right. Yeah. And of course, you know, depending on what would be there, pretty ample parking there. And so, yes. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of amenities at it, that property. It, it definitely is. Yeah. It, it's a great spot, you know, a great spot. And, you know, as is the downtown property, of course, that's really prime, prime realty company and, or excuse me, prime real estate. And we're working with companies to help um, navigate that process. They've con con um, conducted some stakeholders meetings and we're also gathering input from residents. So there is a survey on our website and I really invite people to um, go on to that and offer your input. We're, um, some of the questions are, what do you feel is the best use of the existing government services building? Is the downtown vibrant? What would make it more vibrant? Is there a need for additional housing opportunities? What type of housing do you think is most needed? Would residential housing on the site be a positive use? Do you feel repurposing the building is the best use? Um, should it be um, should it be repurposed? Should it the current facility be removed to allow a new development? And they go on to like mixed development. Um, you know, if you could create your ideal vision, what would you look for? And how can the county best leverage the proximity to the lake? So there's some of those questions. So, yeah, they, I mean, we'd really welcome that because that's going to help guide, you know, the sale. And we're working, of course, with the city of Buffalo because it, it is in the city of Buffalo and we want, we want the highest and best use for the city, for the residents and for the county. Probably should be said, though, too, that the survey can be taken by uh, anyone in the county, too, That's because true. it is a, that, yep. a county property that, and county decision, although exactly has a, a heavy bearing on on Buffalo. Yes, it's yes. going to be a, a, a really interesting, and, and it is a um, uh, quite a big deal because pretty much without almost pretty much anybody can remember that has been the site of the government center for just about forever so it, it has. this is going to be a huge change yes yes since back in the 18 you know yeah. 1860s it's it sat there um but of course they removed the original well, it wasn't the original original the original government center is actually still sitting you know on on second street mm -hmm. but um yes yeah, so the the uh yeah the mansard roofed <laughs> um building is has been gone for since 1959 and you want input too on not only the the building proper but also the other because the the county has parking areas acres, yes. and yeah mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's a large, it's a large site, and you know, of course, you know, be, a lot of talk has been being able to safely access the the lake. And one of the one of the suggestions was to actually um, re reroute that road so County Road 35 doesn't go to the stoplight where it is by the Buffalo Hotel. So it creates more green space. So there's a lot of a lot of um, you know really good suggestions that are coming forward. And I think whatever whatever happens will be the right thing to do. And um, but yeah, input input is is very important. So is there a deadline on the survey, Chris? You know, that's a good question. Um, we're meeting, we've been meeting with stakeholders now, and I don't, I didn't see what the deadline is, but, but that is a you good You want them question. as soon as possible, though. Yeah, yeah. get, get it, get them in, and, you know, if in the next couple of weeks, that'd be very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Economic Development Authority is also doing surveys with the, um, reaching out to the cities and townships about, you know, um, so this is another aspect of what's going on. You know, what's what's going well with the development in the in their communities, and just some of the questions about, you know, what what do they lack in their in their development? Um, what are barriers in the for positive development? Um, and you know, what what can Wright County EDA do to help the economic development? So we're um, you know it's it's. Like I said, there's a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of, you know, when I think about everything, it's just like, wow, you know, kind of can make a person's head spin. So it's a good thing we've got some really great people working on all these projects because it it um, it involves a lot of time. Well, it's some weighty decisions, and in, in, in particular the, the downtown uh, building uh, because... Uh, the fact that um, you know, like we kind of talked before the program, once once it's done, once the decision is made, it's it's done, and things mm-hmm. are going to change for neighborhoods and all mm-hmm. kinds of things in that area. Right, and it's good to get input from the neighbors too, because they have kind of a direct, you know, a direct impact. Absolutely. And so I you know I think way back when they built the jail in 1991, and of course neighbors weren't very happy about that suddenly they're out looking at a jail but they um you know there there hasn't been problems there wasn't problems with inmates or anything on the at the time so but yeah it, it does change and you kind of with all of us when something happens in our neighborhood it changes and and you uh, get used to it <laughs> how about the uh, the actual move now to yes. the the new building so you know I need to start going through my files because I need to eliminate <laughs> a lot when I look at what has to be just moved in my office. But think of all the offices and all the things that we need to move. It's like a whole um, county it, downsizing. I, mean, yeah, <laughs> I can't, I can't, uh, you know, <laughs> quite once in a while, you know, I don't really keep me awake at night. But, you know, once in a while I think about how is this going to be, you know, choreographed to mm-hmm. to uh, happen. But... When we when we do move, we have had meetings about what should we do with with the equipment and furniture and things that won't be moving with us, and we um, had kind of finally decided that we're going to move first and then whatever is left there because rather than trying to pull things out and put it on auction and that sort of thing, so we as a government um, entity cannot um, like sell our sell our property to, um, you know, 
different entities. You can't put it on radio. We can't put it on radio, <laughs> right? I, I said, can't we just set things up on the curb and somebody will take them? <laughs> Apparently, that's not hmm. legal. So um, we um, we can though donate to nonprofits. So mm-hmm. and that's we actually what we're um, we have done. We donated a lot of our kitchen equipment from the old jail to Wright County Community Action. Of course, we've provided you know tens of thousands of meals for for our seniors in the last year plus and also to 4-H for their building so it was it's wonderful that we can give this property to this equipment to these entities that that need it so that's that's kind of a cool thing but all right other topics of the uh, the new building we've talked with yeah. other commissioners a little Love bit about it. this uh, dental clinic situation yep. so yeah the dental clinic of course the state they they worked on getting a, a grant which was awarded 1.4 million and that is to cover some of the costs of equipping the dental equipment so Wright County is um, has the the space and we're going to be finishing the floor for that that's part of our part of our deal but otherwise the county isn't paying for any of the dental clinic per se um, they did get a UCARE grant. There's also the bonding funds, and there's private grants and fundraising for that. But we also um, found out that we had to um, have a legal separation of the dental clinic space from the county. So we're looking at doing a registered land survey, which actually involves a C, a, a 3D um, um, survey, which is very unusual, but... But um, that will, apparently, some of our property was not exactly surveyed correctly. There's some road in there that um, wasn't in the survey, so we have to go through that. And um, so anyway, when we get that legal separation, then, then um, we also have to determine what we're, what we're charging for rent for the community dental clinic, also for... Um, Economic Development Authority, which is going to be leasing space from us, and from I think they have like 950 square feet, and we're hoping that the state will bring the driving testing back to Buffalo. Yeah. You know, they closed all the sites. We've really been imploring them to, you know, please, <laughs> please bring the testing site back to Buffalo, and in which case, then we can have it actually at our government center. So that will be you know, um, efficient for our, our s- citizens and, you know, kids are going all over the state to do their testing and that's that's not a not a good use of people's time and resources and we'd be very busy <laughs> if we had if we had the testing back here in Buffalo. Yeah. So. Good. You got a couple of other items here to uh, kind of finish up with. We're uh, running out of yeah, time a little bit time. but so yeah, I just wanted to um, mention that I'm one of my committees is is mentorship, education, and drug awareness, MEDA, and we're having a forum. In other words, combating the stigma and transforming culture through language change. Um, we've got a nationally and internationally um, known speaker, Dr. Elena Balsanova, who's coming to present. And she'll be at the Performing Arts Center at Buffalo High School on August 12th from 3 to 4.30 for professionals in the in the uh, mental health and substance abuse community and also from 7 to 8.30 for community members. And, you know, I'd really encourage people to go. We've actually, looking at statistics, we've had 
in the United States, over 90,000 overdose deaths last year. So there is a, a seems to be a constant uptick in that. And um, just to address some of those issues is um, it, it's, it's really important. And also I just wanna thank the people that, that reached out on Facebook. So our veteran service department got a, a call and here they, they uh, it was actually a, um, in a junked vehicle in St. Cloud, it was gonna get scrapped and they found this headstone in the trunk. And here it belonged to a Civil War veteran, Lorenzo Johnson, who was a veteran with the 3rd Wisconsin Infantry. He died on May 30th, 1909. And, you know, they're trying to, okay, where do we start looking for this? Well, um, our, our communications director, um, John Holler, put it on Facebook, and he had just, like, tons of hits. And so people posted, you know, on, on you know, they found it on Find a Grave, and they were able to, to locate where this person was buried and also to contact some great-grandsons and a great-granddaughter. So, wow. I mean, just, it's amazing, amazing. You know, you just put this information out for people, and so, you know, many thanks to... Did it say where the site was, or are you... Yeah, it's up in Medina area. Oh. Um, yep, so... Huh. Um, I. I have to look at that, but it was just kind of a, that was, you know, in the back, <laughs> this back of this trunk, this, this tombstone is like, you know, 200 and some pounds and, yeah. I mean, but so. It and will, quite old too. It, it is. Yes. So, um, you know, it, it was, uh, one of those, you know, kind of heartwarming stories that, you know, the way that the public is really steps up when you ask, yeah. when you ask for help and they, they deliver. So. There's a good Facebook use. A good Facebook, <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> uh, Wright County Fair this week. I'm sure you'll be down there I sometime, rather. I will be down there. I will be down there several times and, yeah, trying to kind of figure out the schedule. I've got, you know, the schedule of events, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> what what to do? But I, I know my great-nephew is going to be part of that wrestling on Thursday night. Okay. So um, he's... <laughs> So we, we need to check that out, but <laughs> yeah. And of course, the Senior Citizens Day and the Veterans Celebration and well, it's um, just nice. Yeah, it's just nice that uh, that it could be oh, held because it, it was kind of pins and needles there for a while. It it really was, and you know, it was it was such a big decision for them to to uh, you know shut it down last year. But I mean, really, kind of no choice with with uh, yeah. state directors. Well, and especially on that landmark year, the 150th no, it, celebration. It, yeah, you it, know. Was, it was a real disappointment. So It'll forever know, be an asterisk on there, but, know. you know. <laughs> I've kind of noticed that, you know, people are not no longer saying 150th annual. It's just 150th yeah. <laughs> celebration because yeah. we kind of missed that, that one year. Mm-hmm. But it seems like there also was a couple of other years that they... They didn't have, a, I'm trying to remember those details now, back maybe during the World War II. Yeah, or? I think so. I think uh, in our story, I remember writing something about that it was uh, during some of the war times. Yeah, um, so, so, but, not but very we're often. back, yeah. so you're 50th and they're 150th, <laughs> so that's cool. <laughs> well, we appreciate the kind words, too. Uh, any other reminiscences of uh, KRWC over the years? We've, we've had you as a guest many, many times. This is all kind of current stuff of course but uh we've been trying to establish you know things that were pretty good from about 80 ish forward but those first 10 or 12 years years, that's uh that's a little more tough to i I imagine and 
and yeah, I don't have as much recollection of those years either, but you know, I've just really appreciated how you've grown and how much you've added in the programming and your music and, um, you know, just really vibrant topics. And I don't know when you started interviewing commissioners, but I think that that gives people a connection and, and hopefully they'll feel free to contact us with any kind you know, concerns or they don't like decisions we make, I mean, let us know because yeah. a lot of what we do is based on, you know, what all the information that we get and part of that information is is input from our residents. Mm -hmm. so. I think Commissioner Carly Heater actually uh, got the ball rolling on the uh, commissioner oh, interviews. So okay. it's it's been quite it's been, a while yeah, now. Yeah, it's been, it's been, but I, I think it's, you know, really good and all the other programs i mean i mean your spotlight every day and sometimes you have two and you know just relevant information so we try hard so yeah. we're going to well, continue to do it it's paying off i think <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks chris we yeah. always uh, enjoy having you in and uh do you want to leave with a phone number if people want to sure my my phone number at work is 763-682-7697 otherwise um you know you can look at our website and all of our commissioners with their contact information is posted there. All right. Maybe we'll bump into you at the fair. I think I'll see you on okay. probably Saturday. Sounds good. <laughs> That's our spotlight for you for today on KRWC.